Hello, and welcome back to the Story Analysis Podcast. My name is Lydia, and I am here today with my co-host, Ashley. And we are here to do something a little different today. I'm going to spice it up a little bit. We're here to talk about the first two books of a wonderful book series that really should be a mini-series um, on television, but is not, called The Lunar Chronicles. Now, Ashley, did I tell you to read these books? <laughs> I already talked about Cinder. Oh, yeah! In our last book cast, one of the last book cast That's right, podcasts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We'll just reiterate, I think you read them when they came out, which was A like 10 years ago. ago. And you were, had said multiple times over the years, like, oh yeah, I liked that series. Oh yeah, I wish I hadn't gotten rid of those books. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I never finished that series. Mm-hmm. And then we were at one of those bookstores in wherever, and they had Cinder mm-hmm. with the new cover, and I picked it up. And then I took a long time to read it, which I knew, as I was reading it, was a disservice to the book. Sure. Because I was like, I know this is good, I'm just not in it. Mm-hmm. And it's a little sci-fi, and I'm just not really feeling it, and there's just not a ton going on. Yeah. I think out of all the books. It's the simplest. It's the simplest and probably the slowest. Probably. Which isn't fair. It's yeah. really not slow. Um, I just feel like the least happens in it. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's slow, but it's like one day, or like two days, or something like yeah. that. So. and you're just following her, yeah. pretty much. You That's have true. some of Kai's perspective. Mm-hmm. And compared to, like, Winter... Oh, um, I haven't read that yet. Yeah, and we won't, we won't get that far. But, I'm just saying, it's a little bit slower paced than the other books. So I think once I got past that one, I was like, okay. Yeah. Alright. I'm ready for this. Mm-hmm. Um, all that to say, it took me an re- unreasonably amount long amount of time to read it and that's not fair because it's very good (laughs) yeah it took her a long time to read that and then within the course of what a week she read everything else (laughs) she just dove off the deep end and (laughs) didn't resurface (laughs) what you need to understand is that the second book scarlet is um like everything i've ever wanted in a book wow and that would just i did that just threw me right off the deep end yeah i was like absolutely i need everything mm-hmm. give it to me now <laughs> so i read it all in like i think i read cress and winter, winter in the course of two weeks and they are 500 and 800 page books they are big boys that is true i originally read and I have a feeling that, like, maybe Cress had just come out when I, like, read Cinder or, like, was going to come out. And sure. So, like, I think Cinder and Scarlet were already out. And then I was, like, everybody was hyping this book up a couple years ago on, like, BookTube. And, like, I didn't read it right away. Like, it was, like, a, oh, everyone liked that two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give it a try. I probably bought it then, you mm-hmm. know, and it sat on my shelf. Like, all the books that I buy. And, um... <laughs> I picked it up, and I really liked it. <clears throat> and then I picked up Scarlet, and I didn't like that one as much for some reason. I don't really remember why. And then I read Cress, and I loved Cress. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Winter was out. It, was, it either wasn't out, sure. or I just didn't have the money to buy it at the time, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it got away from me. I never really read Winter, never finished the series. I remember like getting Winter on 
Audible a few years later, mm-hmm. being like, oh, I should finish the series, and, like, starting that book, and then going, like, this is not... You I can't much. appreciate it because I haven't, I don't remember enough, yep. you know, and like I've lost the momentum. And so I was always like, if I want to read this, I should go back and read all the books. And I think I got rid of my physical copies, which I regret, um, during my big con marring of the house. Mm-hmm. Those were like the only books I regret getting rid of. Well, I got rid of Tom's. I mean, I can see why you got rid of them just yeah. because you were probably like, you know, I'm kind of done with YA. Yeah, right. I'm going to get rid of most of my YA books. Yeah. And they are definitely YA. I think at the time I went like, oh, I'm probably never going to visit that again. And if I, if I do, I'll listen to it. Sure. Which, like, that's fair, I guess. Like, I am listening to it. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I kind of wish I still had them. But... Um, I remember, yeah, really liking Cinder. So Cinder, basically the Lunar Chronicles, which we've probably talked about in Book Chaos, takes, each book has, like, the framework of a fairy tale, but that seems oversimplified and that's been done to death in YA. It seems like a disservice to say it, almost. (laughs) It's also so not the point. No. Like, maybe it started out that way, Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately... fun little nod trope during yeah. each novel but it's not like there's a big story right <laughs> and it really doesn't have anything to do with the fairy tales mm-hmm. um cinder is obviously cinderella yep scarlet is little red riding hood yep uh cress is rapunzel mm-hmm. and winter is snow white right but like this is a futuristic look at the world it's a lot like firefly in certain ways yeah uh, where it's like, I don't know, a few hundred years in the future or whatever, and like... Earth didn't get used up yet. It didn't get used up, but there are people living on the moon called Lunars, and they're like... Was it that they, like... Because they were Earth people eventually, at one point, right? Well, didn't that's they, just like, it. I think we are, like, so far into that the future developed. that... Yeah, they are kind of their own race. Yeah. And they're kind of enemies of Earth. Yeah. And I don't know the full history. We get... I just read Fairest, which is a... Prequel? Kind of. It's the story of the evil queen. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, And we get into more of the history of Luna a little bit, but not a ton. I didn't retain a lot of it. Mm. Um, so I don't really know what the beef is between Earth and the moon. Um, right. But they don't really get along. Mm-hmm. And Lunars, for the most part, have an ability that Earthens do not have where they're able, yeah, they're able to manipulate people's minds. Yeah. Most of the time, most commonly used is just, well, I look this way and that's how everyone around me perceives it. Yeah. Perceives me. Um, but they can also mind control, like make you do whatever. I like that aspect of it because like, they can't actually change reality. They can only change... How you perceive reality. They can reality. only manipulate you. Yeah. You know? And some of them are stronger than others, you know? Mm-hmm. So they can maybe make you shoot somebody. And they can also be like, no, I look like this person today. But they don't actually change their appearance. They, um... They just make you think they look like that. Because, mm-hmm. like, there was a line that I just... Well, that might have been in Crest, which we're not talking about. But in the beginning... We're probably going to overlap. <laughs> in the beginning, like, Crest makes some comment about, like, she watches so much TV from Earth, but that's because Lunars don't record their entertainment. Yes. Because they can't make you see what they want you yes. to see. Yes, which is... And that was such an interesting little... That is the Evil Queen's whole shtick. Yeah. She will not be recorded because yeah. you cannot put a glamour mm-hmm. onto... A recording. Yeah. So if she is on 
television or whatever, she's wearing a veil. Yeah. Um, and I guess, do we just want to back up and start yeah. with Cinder? Yeah, yeah. So Cinder's this mechanic. She's part cyborg. Um, she lives with a stepmom and two stepsisters mm-hmm. who don't treat her very well because she's cyborg. Cyborgs are kind of like second-class citizens. Her one little sister treats her well. Yes. Yeah, one she and nice. Peony are close. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other sister, Pearl, and her stepmom, Audrey? How do they say it in the book? Oh. Or in the audiobook? Um, how's it spelled? Is that my A-D-R-I. Yeah, I don't remember. Is it Audrey? Audrey? I don't know. Audrey. I can't remember now, because it's been anyway, a while. stepmom. They do not treat her well. No. And her stepfather passed away from the plague. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's a plague because of the Lunars. Yes. Like, it's like COVID, basically. You know, like, the Lunars brought this plague that we don't have vaccines for, we don't have immunity. to. Did that get revealed in the first book? I think so, yeah. Okay. Because it's just the history. Like, the plague's been there before the book started. Yes, Mm -hmm. but it it was actually part of the plan to take over Earth, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how much of that was revealed right away. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't think it was necessarily talked about as, like, Lunar's plan, but, like, it's just something that, like we were introduced to and it's wrecked havoc yeah there's no cure it's within a few days these people are dead mutilated and dead and it's a miserable death and um so her stepfather i think shortly after she came to live with these people yeah he brought her there um and she doesn't have any memory Mm -hmm. of like before being 11 yeah and she's now 16 Mm -hmm. so she's kind of had a short life as a cyborg Mm -hmm. um so it was shortly after that that her stepdad was taken away to the quarantine and they never saw him again because he died yeah and now she lives with her evil stepmom Mm -hmm. and she works as a mechanic Mm -hmm. and she's like at the i don't know it's like a market yeah it's like a market that she works at she has a booth yeah and um, the prince, Prince Kai, the, I love the him. the son of the emperor, mm-hmm. um, comes to the market. This was very Brandy Cinderella at this moment, you know. <laughs> is it because he's Asian? No, but that also <laughs> is true. Um, <laughs> he meets Brandy in the market. Oh, okay. In, in that version of Cinderella, before she knows. But he's the did prince. he bring his robot to get fixed? No, <laughs> there was no robots in the Brandy Cinderella. <laughs> so he has an android. That isn't working properly, and mm-hmm. he has heard that this Lynn Cinder is the best mechanic, and so he wants to bring his android to this man. Yeah. Um, and upon coming to the booth, he realizes that Lynn Cinder is this 16-year-old girl yeah. at the booth. Um, and she's like, well, sure, yeah, you can, I'll fix it, come back next week or whatever. Yeah. And um, I think he just leaves it, right? And Yeah. She also I- has an android. Yeah, Aiko. Aiko. I love Aiko. Who is very much in love with the prince. Oh, she's so like, she's, she's such a girly girl. She's just like, oh, he's very, so cute. Very delighted. I too. hope we can't go to the ball. Yes. <laughs> um, I love that little robot. Uh, I can't remember if it was before Prince Kai or after Prince Kai, but like a little boy comes down with the plague at the market and it like I think shuts it was like the right plague. after that. I think it, like, like shuts they part the whole ways. market down and. You know, we have a 2319. Like, they come in and, like, grab the boy away from his mother. And and... she's, like, at risk of being stuck in the quarantine because she was right. She's in the next booth. Yeah. And I think she escapes with Mm -hmm. Iko. And probably Nancy. 
Nancy? How do they say it? The Kai's android. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, I can't. I, I think she takes it with her. Yeah. Um, but she gets out and goes home. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one of my favorite things about these books, mm-hmm. just in general, is the writing style. Oh yeah. But I really love switching perspectives. I Me think too. that it is. It just keeps you interested, Mm -hmm. and it gives you different points of view, obviously, Mm -hmm. but just to the story. Like, you get different insights, and it's really a way to flesh out characters. Yes. We get many chapters from Kai's perspective. Oh, yeah. And it's really fun. His father's, like, dying, and he has to His father also has the plague. Yeah, he has to become the king. They're looking for, like, a vaccine. His head scientist, and, like, they haven't found anything like that. Um, And... We also get point of view chapters from the scientist, right? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure we do. We might. He's kind of a crucial character in Crest. We do, we do. Yeah, we do in Crest, at least. Um, I think we do in Cinder, though. We might. Because I think Cinder's unconscious at some point, Mm -hmm. and I think we do get at least one or two chapters, because we have to know what he's doing, you know? Because he's... He tests on her later, Mm -hmm. but... um, Anyway, that to say, I think the next chunk of the book, or chapter or two, is Kai's perspective, and you catch up on... The Commonwealth the <laughs> and the Emperor being dying of letimosis and um, what that means mm-hmm. and how the Queen of Luna mm-hmm. has proposed marriage to Kai. Yeah, to, well, I think his father first and then yeah. him because she wants the Commonwealth. She wants to unite their nations, yeah. in theory. And you get the feeling that, like, she might just declare war at some and probably point. kill kai and just take over yeah like and like oh if i don't marry her she might go to war with us yes. but if i do marry her she it might still be war for us you know yeah. and kai's very adamant that he's not going to do that and his father never did it you know um but he does become the emperor because his dad dies jumping ahead wow <laughs> now does cinder does Peony get sick after that little boy gets sick in the market, or because she goes with Cinder to the junkyard? We don't know. I don't remember. Where she catches it. Yeah, because Cinder does go to the junkyard, right? Yep, and I, I don't know, she might take Peony with her, or Peony follows, follows oh, her. Oh, yeah, I think she <clears throat> follows her. So, while at the junkyard, when she finds the orange bug, which is her pumpkin... <laughs> the little orange bug. She finds car. an ancient car that <laughs> runs on gasoline, because we're so far past this... So in history that <clears throat> this is a, a relic and mm-hmm. she's like I bet I could get it working because she's a mechanic mm-hmm. and Penny's there and they're having a moment and it's nice and is there there must be the potential of going to the ball is that I think so the stepmom is going to have her daughter presented there her older daughter yeah um, and Peony's gonna go as well. Cinder's not allowed, obviously. Yeah. Because I remember there being talk of a dress. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that happens before the junkyard. But then at the junkyard, uh, Peony gets the. She comes down. Starts showing symptoms of letimosis. Yeah. And I He's, think Cinder has to report it. Yeah, does she? I don't even know. I just I think know, like, she does. Med droids are there and taking Peony away, basically, yep. right away. Well, that's there's nothing else to be done, and they take Cinder as well because she's been exposed, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Okay, this is it. I'm done. Yeah, we're all done. Like, yeah, there's no cure. We're gonna die." 
And yeah, I don't really know where. But Cinder doesn't show any symptoms. No. So she gets to go home. But we think, in theory, she's blaming herself because she was exposed yeah. at the market. And she mm-hmm. thinks that she exposed Peony. But I don't know for sure. Like, yeah, I don't what know the either. theory is as to where she got it from. Yeah, I'm not um, sure that's ever established for sure. Because as Cinder, was it at that point she's being studied, or was it when she was studied later? No, so she gets, um, I think she maybe goes right into being studied, or like, no, no, she doesn't. She goes home, and then Audra's pissed, or Audrey, or whatever her name is. She's so mad. And then she signs Cinder up. Oh, yeah, yeah. testing. Because that's a common thing that people do with cyborgs. Because they're not real people. They don't have human rights. Second-class citizens. Yeah. And, um... So, Cinder goes to this scientist, who's, like, the head of the king's lab. Dr. Erland. Where they're testing on people. And, I don't know, it's a little foggy in my mind, but basically he finds out she's special. (laughs) And has blood that could be the antidote so he starts to test on her um what else we learn more about her cyborgy ways right i mean at this point at this point we've learned about them throughout sure because like she can know like her system can like get overwhelmed and she can like know when people are lying because of like sensors and stuff in her brain Yes, that's right, because she has a little orange light when people are lying. Yeah, and like it's like, oh, your eyes aren't seeing what's true, you know? <laughs> um, but he basically takes her blood, right, and he's like, we're going to make an antidote. He's like, just don't go far in case I need to do more testing. And he decides to, like, pay her, and kind of she kind of gets some, like, freedom that she didn't have before. Yeah. Because Audrey just assumed she'd be, or Audrey just assumed she'd be, like, dead and gone. And discarded. And Cinder comes back. She's like, actually, I'm free. And I have a job and money. <laughs> um, but, like, Kai runs into her there in the lab. Right? He, at some point, yes. Yeah, like, while well, she's there. He's like, oh, I know you from the market. Mm-hmm. Did you fix my drawing? <laughs> yes. And as we're going through this, she visits Peony in the mm. quarantine. Um, she discovers that there are med droids there that are just taking the identity chips out of the dead. Yes. And just throwing them in a bucket. And that those are probably getting sold on the black market mm-hmm. for people who want a new identity. Mm-hmm. And... Um, is it through Dr. Erland that she discovers no? I mean, she tells her a lot of things. When does she get the cure? It's Dr. Orland. Okay. And she was like, um, I need the first one for Peony. Like, that was her agreement. And yes. he was like, well, technically the first one has to go to the king. Emperor. Yes, but you can have the second one, basically. Yes. But the emperor dies. Yes. And so Cinder takes that first antidote and like goes to give it to Peony. And Peony dies in her arms. Yep. And so she gives it to the little boy who was in the market? Yes. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in this testing phase Mm -hmm. um 
maybe you already said this, uh, Cinder is told she's lunar. No, oh yeah, no, I did not. She didn't know this. She's told that by the doctor, and he tells her that he's lunar too. Yeah, and lunars are immune to this plague. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the theory was that well maybe lunar blood could be a part of the cure. I think so, but I'm not he sure had if it like, actually is or not. He tested his own blood and yeah. that wasn't a cure. So like he was he wasn't sure why Cinder's was, but is it? Like was that the theory? I yeah. can't remember what the theory was mm-hmm. for their first wave. I of... think I think so. Okay. Um. And maybe it's because she was cyborg too. I have no clue. But I mean, um, I don't think cyborg is gonna have anything to do with a biological. I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? This is the future. Um, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> she um. Anyway, there's a lot of, like, flirtation and getting to know Kai. It's slow. It's slow. And it's very subtle. Like, they yes. they only see each other, like, three times. Mm-hmm. And I think he does, at some point, invite her to be his date to the ball. Yes, he does. And yeah. she's like... I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> he also doesn't know she's cyborg, which is, like, a big insecurity for her. Because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, he's... He knew that he wouldn't look twice at right. me and stuff like she that. She wears a glove over her cyborg hand. Yeah. And she hides it. Yeah, over her foot. And yep. Um, but it's cute. I like it. The slowness of the relationship in Cinder and, like, um, the multiple perspective mm-hmm. things are some of the things that really set this apart from other YA of its time. Sure. I feel like where I'm like... This is decent world building. This is decent character development. This is not just like, and then we follow the girl who's not like other girls. Right. And her head all the time. There's a love triangle. Like, that yeah. was like the formula when this book came out. And, like, it didn't do that. No. And even though the first one was simpler, there was world building. Right. There was multiple characters, multiple perspective. I was like, ooh la la. This is <laughs> good. What we seem to keep coming back to is that romance as a subplot yeah. is preferable. And I think that that's what's working so well in so. this book is, like, Cinder has her own objective. Yeah. Kai has his own objective. Mm-hmm. They just happen to cross each other yeah. in the process. And they kind of like each other. And that just escalates. Yeah. And it, it works well. But their objectives never change. Yeah. And I just think it's well done. It's so, it's so well done. Um so, yeah, I don't really know how we get from here to, like, the exciting end. When she drives the pumpkin to the ball. Well, yeah, but, like, she finds out about Lavana Because Lavana comes, after the Emperor dies, Lavana comes to Earth. She's got, like, that Sybil lady who's, like, her ambassador who lives in the mm-hmm. Commonwealth. And she's like, oh, the Queen is coming. <laughs> the Queen is coming. <laughs> the Queen is coming. <laughs> um, yes, well, I think the... Cinder fixes Nancy. Oh, yeah. The droid. Kai's droid. And discovers that she had been relaying information elsewhere. Mm. Like she had been hacked. Mm. And I think in this discovery, uh, Cress contacts her. Oh, yeah. That's right. And is like, I, you know... I have a message for you. You have to save the emperor. That's right. Or the prince. Um, Lavana's going to come and kill him, basically, I think is what her ultimate message was. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is Lavana's plan. I, I've been working for her in secret yeah. for years. 
and I want to help Earth, mm-hmm. and she wants to take over Earth. You yeah. have to tell Kai. Yeah. And so that's why Cinder goes to the ball right. in a panic, wearing Peony's dress. That's why I mentioned it earlier. Yes, yes. Driving the pumpkin. I think I goes with her. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, And she busts in, and somehow during this process... Um, no, Ico, she has Ico's memory chip because Audra sells Ico for parts. Okay, okay. As, like, one of her mean revenge things yeah. against Cinder sure. when Peony dies. And, um, Cinder also keeps Peony's ID chip. Yes, she does. Which bites her in the butt later. But, yes. Oh, um, and also, we know from the earlier that, like, with the robot that Kai wants fixed, like, we know Kai has been reading, like, conspiracy theories mm-hmm. about the Luna and, like the queen's plans and everything his Mm -hmm. advisor's like oh you can't you know like you can't just say these things even if you think they're true you gotta start an international incident you know and stuff like that yes (laughs) um so then she busts in yeah during that she accidentally taps into her lunar gift and uses it oh yeah i don't remember where we find out that some at some point she was given a device that kept her from being manipulated. Oh, when she was made cyborg, mm-hmm. um, her like, stepfather had a device that could be put in the brainstem or something mm-hmm. um, that would keep her from being able to use her lunar gift and from being able to be manipulated yes. by it from others. Um but I think it gets damaged or something, mm-hmm. and she is able to use this gift. She doesn't even realize she's doing it. Yeah. But as she walks into the ball, it's evident to Lavana and to Kai, but he doesn't know what he's looking at, that yeah. she's using it. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, Jason's there. <laughs> he comes back later. Um He's one of the guards. It the hits, thaumaturge it, guards. It hits the... He's not a thaumaturge. He's mm. just a guard. He wow. can't do anything. He has no power. A shell? Yeah. No. He's just... Just a lunar. Yeah. Just a little He's lunar. a guard. Yeah. <laughs> he's made to be manipulated. Okay. That's his job. You'll get there. <laughs> um. Anyway, I just remember him being introduced at that point, and mm. then he doesn't come back until Cress. Yeah. Um, but... I don't remember exactly. The shit hits the fan. Yeah. Um, and it's revealed that Cinder is a cyborg. She is not successful in yeah. uh, killing the queen or whatever she set out to do. Mm-hmm. Um, her foot falls off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and um, I think she was just trying to tell Kai in that moment, yeah. right? Don't marry the queen. Mm-hmm. The queen's planning this. Be mm-hmm. careful. And then she gets arrested. Yeah. And she's because down a foot. <laughs> there's not supposed to be any lunars on Earth. Which we find out is a big fat it's lie. It's a big fat lie, but that's what Ivana, it's not Ivana. Lavana says, she's like, oh, this is a, a lunar who's run away to Earth. I have to deal with her for her crimes, you know. And, uh, but you get the feeling that Lavana, I don't know if she knows who Cinder is, but like... Yeah. She doesn't. She's just not in that moment. Yeah, she she will soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe she does. I don't know, but yeah, she does not act suspicious. on it yeah. immediately. 
And she's like, I have to kill her, Prince Kai. And Prince Kai's, like, completely conflicted because he's like, technically, yeah, that's the law, but also I don't want Cinder to die. Daddy, I love her. (laughs) And so, like, Cinder goes to prison. (laughs) And that's the end of the book. It's very stressful. And, uh, yeah, that is the end of the book. But, like, I think before the end of the book, you kind of get the vibes that maybe Cinder's Princess Celine. Yeah. I'm not sure where we get those. Is it just from remember. the doctor? Does it he might tell be. her? He might have. Yeah. I think he did kind of reveal that, and she was like, <laughs> "What? Yeah, right." <laughs> she was like, "I don't, I don't know if I fully yeah. believe that, but well, I think he had like." That is also the conspiracy theories that Kai's reading up on is that there's a lost princess Celine. Yes. She didn't die in the fire. There cetera, was supposedly a fire in her nursery on Luna. Yeah. And she was never seen again. Yep. But Easter eggs throughout the books mm-hmm. will reveal that um, there were people on Luna who mm-hmm. got her to Earth mm-hmm. and hid her yep. and uh, healed her, turned her cyborg, and then to found her, her a place to remain safe yep. until she came of age yep. to take the throne back. Yeah. Uh, Lavana had tried to kill her. So she's also kind of like Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> And I think Lavana was pretty convinced she was dead for a long time, and then she started to have some suspicions, and yeah. I'm, I think you're right. I think it was at the ball when she saw her, because mm-hmm. there was a part later, I think from her perspective, where she mentioned that Celine looked just like her mother when she was using a oh, glamour. She didn't even know. Interesting. Um, and that's when Lavana was like, okay, gotta kill this girl. we gotta get this woman out of here, yeah. and immediately know. It's just so exciting, and, like, you like all the characters. You do hear in Sunder that the... What's his name? The doctor. Dr. Erland. Erland. Um, you hear that he had a daughter um, named Crescent, and she was a shell, and so... A shell is just a lunar that can't be manipulated. Yeah. And is not able to use their gift. Yeah. So it does, giftless, if you will. And the thing that they do with ungifted lunars is supposedly just kill them. Yeah, so he's like, my daughter was killed. But Lavana was actually shipping them off to be tested for things. Mm-hmm. And used elsewhere. And that's actually what happened to Cress. Yeah. And I think he had a theory that that's what happened to his daughter and that's why he was testing all the young women mm, interesting. because and taking their blood because he thought maybe Cress is out. Maybe I can find her. Yeah, maybe she's not dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like all the characters so much. Yeah. They're, they're all so good. But yeah, that is like how Sintra ends. It's very abrupt yes. and dramatic. And, and there's awesome. obviously more to come. Exactly, which is very fun. So I delve right into Scarlet. I just love... Like revisiting because I, I reread most of Scarlet and just like talking back through Cinder, I yeah. listened to a couple of like uh, recaps of it. Just how much the story builds out from oh, there, yeah. But how complete it was from the beginning, yeah. And where it's like, oh, we're just slowly going to uncover more and more. And it doesn't feel convenient. No, exactly. That's where I mean, it's like it was all built. Yeah. And then we covered it with sand. Yeah. And then we're slowly brushing all the That's sand away. That's how it away. feels, yeah. whether it's true or not. Whether she had her whole thing planned before. I feel like she had to. Or it's... not. She's done a great job. It's just so <laughs> solid. Mm-hmm. And that's where it does feel like a disservice to say that these are 
fairy tale retellings. Yeah. Because it's like, actually, it's about a revolution yeah. of saving Earth from an invader. Yeah. And an evil tyrant. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's, it's just... It's it's that, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's because uh, we were talking, and like, I remember Scarlet when I read them originally being my like least favorite of the three that I read, but reading it a second time, like you're right, Scarlet suddenly like pulls the view back, yeah, and you see so much more world building. Mm -hmm. We're suddenly in France, which is probably why I didn't like it. I'm like, why are we doing it in France? Take me back to the Commonwealth. I want to know what happens. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, you're following Scarlet. The best thing, I don't know, I love it so much because yeah. it just, it feels like, boom, we're in the fourth episode of the miniseries. Yeah. And now suddenly we're in France. It does. We're following like around TV. this distressed redhead and we don't know what's going on. Yeah. We're like, how did we get here? Mm -hmm. And she's doing her job. She can't find her grandmother. Yep. She's talking she to the police. Works, she works, she has, she, her family, her grandmother has a farm. Mm -hmm. She's continuing the work without her grandmother. Mm -hmm. And she's delivering the food. And at one of the taverns, the TV is on. Mm -hmm. And we get to see the replay of Cinder's foot falling off at the ball. Yeah. And she's the crazy. ball, right? Yep. And everyone is talking about how awful Lunars are. Yeah. And this, you know, Cinder, she's a piece of work. She deserves to go to prison. We should kill her now. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, it's just such a cool perspective mm -hmm. to suddenly jump to this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it does feel kind of out of left field. Mm -hmm. But in retrospect, it's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no. And, and you do, throughout the book, still get to see Cinder and Kai and everybody. So, mm -hmm. um, they all have their point of view chapters and we check back in with them. Um, but we spent time with Scarlet for a while we, first. We open with Scarlet, who can't find her grandmother. Yeah. Her grandmother's ID chip had been sliced out of her arm. Yeah. She... I think in the very first chapter is, like, reading a text from the police that's like, oh, we're, we're closing the case. Yeah. Your grandmother. She just ran away. She just ran away. People run away. And Scarlet's like, she would never do that. Right. You idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, uh, as she's going about her daily life frustrated with this, she is introduced to Wolf. Yeah. Who's just a random street fighter in the tavern. Mm-hmm. And, um, listen. <laughs> Ashley's this is my favorite ship. <laughs> There's, like, four or five of them mm -hmm. in this series. This is my top tier. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't ship things lightly. Like, mm -hmm. I don't just enjoy a casual romance. Mm -hmm. This is everything for me. <laughs> I love it. And in revisiting it, because it consumed my life. <laughs> it did. Um, can test. <laughs> it destroyed me. Um, so I had to go back and revisit it. But in revisiting it, um, it's so fun to see their interaction right at the beginning mm -hmm. because they reference it in winter, mm. like when they first met. And it's there, and you're reading it, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to dwell on that. <sighs> but, um, they kind of join forces ultimately. Yeah. 
Yeah, it takes a few meetings. Like, she's kind of like, he's a weirdo, but, like, He is whatever. a weirdo. Like, immediately, right off the bat. He's you're never like, had a tomato before. He's never had a tomato before. He's a little weird. What's he kind of acts like a guy? dog. Yeah. You know? Like, why can he smell things? It's strange. It's really bizarre. But, right off the bat, the first thing he does in the tavern is defend her. Mm-hmm. And, um, after she has defended Cinder for no apparent reason, mm-hmm. she's just mad that people are throwing shit at her, you yeah. know, and being nasty. And yeah. she's like, you don't even know her. She's a kid. Yeah, right. And, like, why are you treating her? I don't think Lunar should be treated this way. Yeah, right. And, um... Or, or cyborgs, you know, just because she's yeah. different, basically. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. They may not know she... They know she's Lunar, though. I don't know. Um, and... I think... Wolf, like, follows her into the alleyway, like, yeah. creep. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any social experience either. Um, <laughs> and he's like, I'm looking for work. Yeah. And she's like, that's nice. Get out of here. <laughs> um, and then I think she just goes home and mm-hmm. she runs across her dad. Oh, yeah. Who's... A good-for-nothing. A good-for-nothing. Deadbeat dad. And he's an alcoholic. And She's lived with her grandma since she was young. Um, which, they're fun, there's a very fun prequel story mm. about Scarlet and her grandmother in Stars Above. Oh, that's That fun. gets into that more. Um, but anyway, her dad is tearing the house apart. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. He's lost it. Mm-hmm. And as she is trying to extract information from her crazy father, she realizes that he was taken and interrogated. Yep. And I think they have her grandma. I think he saw her. Yeah, he does because she's like she she wouldn't even tell them to save me. Yeah, and he's very bitter about this. Mm-hmm. But there's something in the house that the, the grandma's hiding, and he's looking for it. He's yeah. like, if I can just find it, you know, maybe they won't kill me or whatever. Yeah, and she, I think, in talking to him, realizes that the people who or the person who interrogated and tortured him uh, had the same tattoo as the guy at the bar, Wolf. Yeah. Um, so she knows that he's been doing the fighting ring mm. at the farm next door or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes to track him down because this guy has to know where her grandmother is. Yeah. She's mad. And during all of this, I think, we get a uh, new character... Uh, Thorn. Oh yeah, because we flash back to Cinder, who's in the jail. Cell. But but it's Thorn's perspective, and he's in the jail cell, and he's uh, talked a guard into giving him a phone or a, a port <laughs> a screen, yeah. so he can you know watch whatever. <laughs> he's such a loser. And as he's like laying on his bunk watching his little movies, <laughs> Cinder breaks into his cell. Uh huh. And she was one off or whatever she didn't mean to break into his cell so um well that's right because the the scientist like told her how to escape that he gave her a hand day. was yeah, it I think he so. gave her another a fake hand with tools in it to help her escape yeah and um so when she drops into thorn's cell she realizes he has a port screen and mm-hmm. she's like oh i can use this mm-hmm. and uh he I think she ends up using her gift on him, which okay, she's yeah. she's never really done that, that before. A lot in this book. And she feels weird about it, but Guilty. he was being annoying. And yeah. um but then he says at some point that he has a ship. And oh, so yeah. she's like, Okay, 
I'll take you with me if you can get me to your ship. Uh-huh. So they break out of prison together. <laughs> Thorn is just classic ladies' man, a, d- a dummy, but he thinks he's all that. He's kind of Han Solo-y. Yeah, he's that's kinda... what the, the author had said. Yeah. She was like, that's my Han Solo. <laughs> he said he's an American, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a little bit uh, Malcolm Reynolds. Yes, yeah, you have to call him captain, because he has a ship now. <laughs> but he's not a captain. He no, was in the army, but he was a private. And he ran away. <laughs> <laughs> captain Carswell Thorne. Oh, gosh. Um, so... He ultimately is the uh, Eugene. The Eugene, yes, the the, the Rapunzel <laughs> love interest. Yes. Thus, the name Thorn. Thorn. And his ship is Aranthian, which is apparently the oh, other yeah, name yeah, for yeah. the Rapunzel the cabbage, flower, right? Or... Uh, the Rapunzel flower. Oh, I think. sure. Yeah, I think yeah. it's another name for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they break out and they take his ship, which is called Aranthian, mm-hmm. and. Um, they escape, and it's just ah, I love them. Mm-hmm. They're so They're golden. They're, They're like, like siblings. siblings right off the bat. She's like this guy. Well, yeah, he like tries to flirt with her once because he's just a ladies' man. She's like, just she's what? Like, just shuts him down. No. And he's just instantly like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and like right away because I think she like uses her own power source or whatever yeah. to get the Rampion going, he has to, like, recharge her or something to yeah. save her life. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, like, they're bonded right yeah. from the beginning. Oh, yeah. But they also kind of hate each other. Oh, definitely. <laughs> they, they bicker. And she, oh, she has Iko's memory chips. That's when she puts Iko in the ship. So Iko is the now. Rampion. I love it so much. Iko's the ship. And so, 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 like, because Iko's the ship, like, Cinder's the captain. <laughs> Despite Thorn, don't thinking, tell Thorn that. <laughs> but it's Cinder. Is it not Ico? Actually, <laughs> Ico's always like, "What do we do, Cinder?" Yeah. <laughs> so they go out into space, right? Yeah. And they're like trying to come up with a plan. I don't remember what they. I can't remember how, but they need to go to France to find this woman. Yes, who is Michelle Benoit? Benoit, which is Scarlett's grandmother. Yeah, and so everybody's looking for Scarlett's grandmother. Yeah, and I'm not sure if Cinder knows why she's looking for Michelle Benoit, or if like the doctor just. I think the doctor just gave her the name. Okay. (laughs) I think I don't remember, and I remember there being a part in Scarlett where (sighs) it was kind of implied, like maybe Scarlett could be the lost princess. Yeah. Well, there Scarlett. Okay, so. This is when she and Wolf are, like, on the train and, like, going to find the grandma. Mm-hmm. So... You've jumped some, ahead. Then. I have, yeah. But that's when that happens. I okay. know what you're talking about. I just remember that being like, oh, that's kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see how you'd get there. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really a red herring. It wasn't really a nothing comment. But yeah. it, it didn't... It wasn't true and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. But it still wasn't meaningless. And no. I thought that was brilliant. Um, anyway, we, we still get... Kai perspective chapters yes, yeah, because this. he decides at some point in this book that he has to marry Lavana. Yeah. Because she is basically like, we're gonna slaughter earthlings yeah. until we get Cinder back. Yeah. Because obviously you're declaring war on Lunar by your actions. Yeah. And there's like huge slaughterings that happen. That doesn't happen until the end but of the book. It, yeah, I think that does happen a little bit later. But he, he's... I don't know. 
Trying to find Cinder. Not Listen. trying to find Cinder. He doesn't really want to find Cinder. He doesn't want to find Cinder, but also, like, he has to. Yeah. And, like, he also wants to know where she is. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the Kai chapters okay. are brilliant mm-hmm. because it's just political jargon. Info dumping. <laughs> Info dumping, world building, and he's, like, in a room. Yeah. With an advisor. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but they're still interesting. They are, yeah. And um, so, it's yeah, he's, he just kind of keeps the plot going, yep. you know, and it doesn't feel that way at all. He's it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but meanwhile, we can go back to Scarlet and Wolf. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a little confused as to why they join forces. Because um, I think I, like, didn't listen to that part very closely. I don't really remember why. Like, he goes exactly. back to her farm, right? And her he dad's goes back there. and apologizes, okay. basically. Okay. He's like, it yeah. wasn't me. Oh, that's right. Because she accuses him of taking I left that group, mm-hmm. and I can help you find who took your grandmother. That's right. That's right. Um, so, like, ultimately, he's there. They're talking to her dad. They get more information, and. Die. He does, but not there. Okay. Um, Wolf says, I know where we can go. Mm-hmm. I know where they took her. And so they have to take a train. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the her, is on the train. her dad ruined her uh, hover yeah. in his her, chaos. Her dad did some crappy crap <laughs> where she was really mad at him. Yeah. Like, she ends that scene and she's like, screw you, I never want to see you again. Yeah. Because he betrayed her grandma. Because yes. he's trying, he's got like a recording device on him and he's asking Scarlett all these questions. I don't remember something like that. Like something he was, like that. He was gonna go back to them with the information yeah. and, and she was she like, was How like would you you're do a this? traitor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but in that chaos, I think he broke the windshield on her hover. Mm-hmm. So they can't take that. They have to take the train. Yeah. And so, yeah, she says, get out of here. I never mm-hmm. want to see you again. And then she and Wolf go to take the train. Yep. And they start to fall in love. A little bit. Yeah. I think that had already happened, but we can talk about that another time. It's just kind of like, I think their falling in love is the most, like, um, just unexplainably attracted to you in its beginning origin. Yes. You know? I mean, it's a soulmate trope. Yeah. It's also Beauty and the Beast more than it is Little Red Riding Hood. It's true. She has the Little Red Riding Hood story with Wolf's brother, Ran. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they, I have issues a little bit with the alpha line, because ultimately what we get to is they each decide that the other is their alpha. Interesting. That happens at the end of Scarlet. Mm -hmm. Did you tune that out too? I mean, there's a lot going on at the end of Scarlet. No, it's when they're just sitting in the Rampion together. Okay. Nothing else is happening. Oh, oh, you mean Scarlet and Wolf. I thought you meant... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Scarlet and Wolf. Okay, yeah. I thought you meant you were talking about his brother. No. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) No, (laughs) this is their ship. Pack dynamic. (laughs) They are each each other's alpha, Mm -hmm. which I kind of take to mean soulmate. Sure. More so than the traditional alpha term. And there is a part in Cress. Or like North Star, maybe. Well, I think maybe, maybe it's in winter, I can't Mm -hmm. remember, where Wolf and Cress are going to a party. 
mm-hmm. to infiltrate something, get her information together. And Cress has never met Scarlet. Oh. And she, like, is trying to find something to talk to Wolf about because she's afraid of him. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris. so she's like, you know, well, tell me about Scarlet. Yeah. And he's like, she's my alpha. Mm-hmm. And she, Cress says something to the extent of, um, oh, like a constellation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? And yeah. she's like, that's the brightest star in a constellation is the alpha. Aww. And he's like, it's exactly like that. And I like that comparison way better yeah. than this, you know, like... The boss. Domineering, weird, alpha mate bleh, yeah. grossness that could be implied, but they never go that far with no. it. No. That's probably just our baggage from being on, like, fanfiction. Well, it does seem... <laughs> it, it's giving a Court of Thorn and Roses yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um... Anyway, jumping way ahead there, mm-hmm. I think that's the takeaway, though, yeah. is that it is a soulmate trope, and, like, they were both hooked from the second that they met. Yeah. And you see that if you go back and read it after you've read the rest of the books. Sure, sure. Um, if you're not on board with that, you're not going to enjoy the ship. Right, right. Like, you know, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not for you. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to, you know, remember, like, oh, is that part of what I didn't like? I think I was very on guard about Scarlet, the book, because I was afraid it was going to be more YAE that I remembered mm-hmm. than Cinder was, but it really isn't. No. It really isn't. It isn't. And once again, mm-hmm. like, she has her objective. Oh, yeah. And it really doesn't have anything to do with Wolf. No. And the second that he's no longer a part of it, she's like, okay. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. I gotta find my grandmother. Exactly. So they're on the train. Uh, they run into this weird, shady character, Ran. Yeah. Ran. And uh, ultimately, she finds out that that's Wolf's brother. But on the train, she doesn't know that. Yeah. Uh, there is a plague outbreak. The train stops. Yeah, and they have to get out of there before they're quarantined. And so she and Wolf escape. And then when they are trekking through the woods, Ran finds them. Mm-hmm. And that's when they have kind of an awkward standoff, and she realizes these two know each other. Mm-hmm. And his Wolf's cover story through the whole thing is that he was in a gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it the was... The Order of the Wolf or whatever. Yeah. And um, so that's where, you know, all of this, like, wolf tendencies and pack mentalities, that's where they come from. Yeah. And he's not totally lying <laughs> but he's mostly lying he's lying a little bit um and Rand is also a part of this yeah um I think at some point before Rand even there's like a conversation about alphas and betas and yes. omegas mm-hmm. and you don't want to be an o- omega that's that's the worst thing that you can be and that is what Rand is mm-hmm. um I think they part ways they do they do and at some point there's more like romance moments between scarlet and wolf but that's when scarlet has her dream which is actually a memory of um her grandmother talking to this strange man and basically being like oh you gotta get her out of here like i can't have her stay here anymore i can't handle it okay and scarlet has 
always internalized at that point in time it was like soon after she moved in with her grandmother yeah and she thought her grandmother was talking about her mm-hmm. that she was going to get rid of her and give her to this man so poor scarlet has gone like her whole life thinking that at one point her grandma like wanted her to get couldn't to handle go. Yeah, yeah and wanted her to go um but that's we find out later that's not the case that <laughs> she was talking about cinder yeah she had cinder hide in the basement <laughs> Um, and they, I think their objective in leaving that train and trekking through the woods was to catch another train yeah. to get to Paris. Paris, yeah. Um, because that's where her grandmother is. Mm-hmm. So they catch the next train, I believe, and that's when the actual romance goes down. Yeah. Um, and then they go, they get there, I think. I think they, like, Go to the building. It's yeah, like they the do. Louvre or something. Yeah, and we have this moment of, oh, Anna, if only there was someone who loved you. I think even before that, though, he yeah. was like, it's going to be different when we go in there. Yeah, that's true. He was. And then it's different when they go in there. Yeah. And he's suddenly evil, mm-hmm. and there's other wolf people. Yeah. And they're even more evil. And they want Scarlet, and... There's a there, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, and they throw her in a cell. Mm-hmm. And I don't... Did they tell her? I don't remember how we, like, discover... I, th- may, I think Wolf has a monologue. He probably does. And tells her that they're from Luna. Well, Rand's there, too, and they're kind of, like, talking in front of her mm-hmm. together. So maybe that's when it goes down. And that's when we find out that this loyal soldier, whatever it is, Order is actually back. lunar soldier. Mutants. <laughs> yeah, and they are all... Special operatives. Yes, that's what it was, special operative. Um, Queen Levana's soldiers werewolf kind of people and they have been from the moon i love that little touch <laughs> they're so good it's so good and so they've all been mutated with wolf dna yeah. and so they have heightened senses and they can kill easily and mm-hmm. they crave blood you know usual yeah Saying that makes it sound like trash. But it's cool. But it's actually cool. Yeah, it's not like in the, like, CW supernatural romance kind of way that it kind of sounds like when you say wolf men. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not like that. It's really quite cool. They're like, it's almost like the mutts from The Hunger Games. Yeah. You know, but, like, if they were actually more humanoid Mm -hmm. and, like, fully realized to what they could be, you know? Well, and what they do in the books or with Luna with the lunar soldiers is they do take them further to where they are almost more mutt like okay yeah. where they mutate them further and they look more wolf like and they're less able to be controlled sure and they have less human instincts oh, or fewer cool. in human instincts um so yeah there's some good some crossover there where it does remind me of parts of the hunger games yeah um but anyway so as cheesy as that sounds, it's not cheesy at all. No, it's kind of scary. And so, like you were saying, like, this one had the potential to be more YA, or Scarlet yeah. had the potential to be more YA, yeah. but she doesn't, she isn't, because... She's just so genuine. There's so much earnestness in these books. Yeah. Like, in general, mm-hmm. every character is so earnest, mm-hmm. and 
like fighting the good fight mm-hmm. and um like she's here to find her grandmother there's also elements sweet. of the dialogue that just speak like fairy tale oh yeah um and that's never cheesy yeah that's and i true. feel like that's a feat that is a feat yeah and it's not it doesn't it doesn't really read like a girl book, you know? Like it's No, none of them do. You know, like the male characters are all full characters. And they're, they're so not just love interests. Likeable and different from each other. Yes. Um all the characters are. Yeah. So this during is... all of this, we still have more Kai I Lavana gets there again, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, she's still Stu- there. It, this is progressing. Um Thorn and Cinder go to to the, the farm. farm. Michelle Benoit. And this is where they discover that Michelle Benoit was hiding the Lunar Princess yeah. in the basement of her barn. Yeah. And that is where she was healed life. from her burned state as a three-year-old mm-hmm. and was in stasis for most of her childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and they turned her cyborg. And I don't... Do they know that at that moment? Um, so Cinder kind of suspects throughout the book, like she knows the idea that she might be Princess Celine. I think. Maybe I think she knows she is. I think the, the she's just having a hard time. Yeah, her head I think the that. scientists told her, and like all these other things, have just been like, "Wow, I'm lunar," and she uses her gift multiple times as they've been getting away, and she feels guilty about it because yeah. she's like, "I'm taking away someone's will. I think this is wrong. We've always been told this is wrong. Lunars do this. It's wrong," but she keeps like justifying it mm-hmm. to herself, like, "Oh, but it's for the greater good. Oh, but yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever." So she's conflicted about that. Um, Thorne doesn't know. She doesn't tell him. He's just like, oh yeah, they're out looking for the cyborg girl. They're out looking for this princess girl. And he doesn't know those girls are Cinder. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she gets here and she finds out that like there's even pictures of her like a little kid like yeah. um, on this table getting worked on. And I don't think she shows those to Thorne in that moment. Yeah. But she's, you know. She's come to terms. Putting the pieces together. Yeah. Um, but Michelle's not there. Yeah, she and neither was is her in granddaughter. The French military, right? Like, yes. um, she was a pilot. She was a pilot, and she taught Scarlet to fly. Yep. And uh, so they're still on the lookout for them. At this point, once we found out about like the wolf pack and the order of the wolf, Lavana has like strikes go out right across mm-hmm. the country. Yep. And there's these. Terrorist attacks. Mutant wolf men who are dormant soldiers, like, Every Christmas. <laughs> everywhere in the world they live, and they're just, like, wreaking havoc, and everyone, like, on Earth was under the impression that, like, there's no lunars here, and that's just the load of crock. There's mm-hmm. lunars everywhere. Yep. Yep. And these wolf men are evil, and they're just murdering people in the streets. And there's, like, some, like, note where, like, Kai finds out that, like... In, like, one night, like, 14,000 people in his country alone were slaughtered. And that's when he's like, I just have to marry Lavon. I have to make it stop. Yep. Yep. And I know she'll probably kill me. And Mm -hmm. I know this is probably just a step in her plan. And I know we're being bullied and manipulated into this, but I have to make it stop. Yes. And so... He agrees to marry her. Mm Mm-hmm. Before this... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... There's a questionable scene between Wolf and Scarlet. Oh, yeah. Where he uh, forcefully kisses her and mm-hmm. gives her a chip to break out of her cell. Yeah, they're, like, fighting, and all the wolf guys are like, oh, he does He does kind of like this girl, but yeah. he's also bringing her in. And Wolf tells them all, like, gosh, oh, she doesn't know anything. Yep. You know. 
She's not going to help us. But he still chooses to Mm -hmm. free her and protect her at the same time. Yeah. But as he gives her that, he tells her, like, don't go out until tomorrow. It's not going to be safe tonight. Yeah, he slips her the key. That's right. And that's when the attack starts. And I don't know. I think she does sneak out and she goes to see her grandmother. Yeah, she gets in her grandma's cell. And was it then or was it before then when she's manipulated? Because she talks to her grandmother. I think she talks to her grandmother twice. She thinks, well, she talks to her grandmother once. But the first time she thinks it's her grandmother. And it's actually Ran pretending to be her grandmother. Yeah, because there's the... I think it's the thaumaturge controlling them both. Yeah, there's Um, a a lunar there called the thaumaturge. He controls the pack. Yeah. Um, But anyway, that's where we get the little Red Riding Hood moment where she's like, Grandma, what big teeth you have? And she doesn't literally say that, but she's like... She keeps it's coming back really to grandma. His, her hands are so soft. Her hands are so soft. Yeah. This is my grandmother doesn't talk like this. My grandmother always says how much we're alike and not, yeah. you know, like I'm not like my father. She would never say yeah. that. They're manipulating her with the lunar glamour. And so then she realizes that it's Ran pretending yeah. to be her grandmother. And then yeah. uh, I can't remember if that's before Wolf gives her the chip to get out or the card to get out. Yeah, I think it might be. Because then she does break out and actually meets her grandma. Yeah. Meets up with her grandmother. And I think that's when the fight is going down. Her grandma tells her about Princess Celine. As she's, like, dying from the torture. Yeah. Injury she sustained. This is where... The grandma's a badass in this moment. This this is where... And this... I don't... I have a hard time with this phrase because it always sounds bad. Mm-hmm. But, like, things just... Like, the, the ball tilts... And you just start going downhill, and you're picking up speed. Oh, okay? yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the biggest hill you've ever been on in your life. Mm. Because this action scene <laughs> goes on for a quarter of the book. Yeah. But it's never too much. Well, you're also going back and forth between Cinder and Thorn and yep. Scarlet and Wolf, which yep. helps. Because it starts, like, when she's with her grandmother, and the, the intensity picks up. Yeah. And you know that her grandmother's going to die on her. Yeah. And she might not get out of here alive. Yeah. And that's before Wolf attacks her. Yeah. And that's before Cinder and Thorn show up. Yeah. And, like, so, like, basically Scarlet's in the cell with her grandma and is like, I'm not leaving. I don't care. Wolf told me to leave. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving out my grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she dies, I die. Like, that's kind of where Scarlet's at mentally. Yep. And then Rand, I think, comes into that cell and he's gonna, like, he's, like, trying to stop her. And, like, this grandma who's been tortured like within an inch for her life is like you want to go she's amazing <laughs> she's gonna fight him i love that scene so much i love michelle she's wonderful you should read the prequel story I'm she's gonna have to. freaking cool <laughs> so cool she dies yeah, and she's like you gotta get out of here and scarlet, scarlet you runs. have to like say princess Celine, basically and then wolf catches her yeah and we're a little foggy on details here, I feel. Yeah. Because I don't know if the thaumaturge is controlling him mm-hmm. or if it's the animal instinct part that he can't let go of because yeah. he almost kills her. Isn't Rand there too? He might be. Like, doesn't he kill Rand? Uh, yeah, I think they fight. Because he, like, saves Scarlet and then she's like, oh, thanks, Wolf. And then he turns on yeah. her. And he's almost going to kill her. Yeah. And then Cinder shows up. Yeah. And shoots Wolf. Yeah. With well, the... Cinder and Thorne were in, like, a bar at that time, and she's, like, clamoring everyone not to see her. 
but like there is wolf operatives in that bar. I remember that. Like tracking them and like keeping an eye on them. And that was such a dark. That's where I was like, whoa, this isn't a YA novel anymore. Because yeah. <coughs> she uses her lunar gift without realizing she's using her lunar oh, gift. Yeah, yeah. And there's this like cop who's going to arrest her. And she's like, oh, you don't need to arrest me. You know, like these aren't the droids you're looking for, yes. basically. And um, this wolf guy goes to attack Cinder. And Cinder, without realizing it, like, makes that police officer, like, jump in front of her. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the wolf just, like, rips this woman's throat out and snaps her neck and throws her to the ground. And it's like, dang. <laughs> Was that when they were tracking Peony's chip? Maybe. Probably. Because I think she, Cinder, the police were looking for gets her. tracked down because of peony's id chip and she has to destroy it which is emotional for some reason yeah because it's her last the last piece of her stepsister yeah well and like there's moments too when like they're flying through ships and they think they're like before all this and they think they're gonna get caught and so scarlet cinder is like trying to use her glamour on everybody in the ships she's like this is too hard there's no way i can do this but they get through yes and they think that's Cinder, but you find out later that's Cress. Yes. Who's been hiding them. Hiding them from... Yeah. So she... The the group comes together. Yes. And Cinder get, shoots uh, Wolf with a, a tranquilizer dart. Yeah. And... Or he can hurt Scarlet. But still, we're not done. Like, no. I think the, the soldiers close in at that point. The thaumaturge is there. Yeah, because he and she Scar- f- Cinder have like a battle. Of she the wills. fights him off ultimately. Oh, that was so cool too because like Cinder, at some point he's winning and Cinder like goes to shoot him. Yeah, and that helps. No, Scarlet goes to shoot him because she finds a gun in the ship, mm-hmm. and they're trying. She's like trying to get them to save Wolf too. And yes, like Thorn Cinder, like no, we're not gonna bring him on the ship. And he she's was like, trying to eat you. You have to, and um. <laughs> Cinder like finds a gun in the ship and then she like shoots Scarlet. the thom- Yes, yes. She shoots the thaumaturge. She was like beating Cinder. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden, like it's just so stressful because all of a sudden like Scarlet starts to like point the gun at herself. Yep. Because the thaumaturge starts to control her mind and then Cinder's like, No! <laughs> she like She like has to get the gun away and like they haul everybody onto the oh, ramp of the ship. So exciting. And Cinder's like, I could close the ship and they do yeah. that finally. They've got Wolf. Yeah. And they fly away. Yeah. Because Scarlet can fly the ship. I think is ultimately mm-hmm. what happens and I I just remember the line, like Ico's like, Who's hurt? And Cinder's like, everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. Uh, and Thor's like, we gotta tie up this wolf guy. Yeah. <laughs> and Scarlet's like, he's not like other wolves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's unconscious the whole time. <laughs> and then I think once they have, like, recouped a bit, yeah. Um, Cinder says she's the princess and Thorne's like yeah, what okay <laughs> okay <laughs> um, and like they they like they come around they the story comes out yeah. and Scarlet realizes what her grandmother did 
and Wolf is awake and he's like, well, you know, if you're Princess Celine, technically I'm loyal to you. So what do you want to do? Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts. I love Wolf and Cinder. I think they're freaking cool. They are cool. And this like, just the mental image of this like cyborg warrior and her like Chewy. Freaking (laughs) cool as hell, man. Ah, I love um, that he like starts, even in that book, it's more impressive. Like he starts to try to like teach her how to fight. And yeah, stuff no, like that's that. he offers that immediately. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, I, to defend yourself. I've spent my whole life being manipulated. You can practice on me. Yeah, right. And um, so she starts trying to use her gift on him and fight him, mm-hmm. and it's cool. It's I, so cool. I love Iko's talking to Cinder at one point. I think it's at the end of that book, and she's like, yeah, um, let's see something like she was like watching. Um, she got sick of watching Scarlet and Wolf, and she's like, I love love stories, but it's different when it's in real life. <laughs> They're just being mushy and gross. Okay. That scene, though. <laughs> the scene that she was eavesdropping on <laughs> is, I love it. Mm-hmm. I just, I love them. Yeah. And that's where, like... Wolf is just like, I, there isn't anything else. It's only you. Yeah. And I know that all I've done is lie and cheat and betray you, Mm -hmm. but would you give me another chance? Because I, there's nothing else. Yeah. And, um, that's where he has that line that I love so much Mm -hmm. where he's like somewhere in that battle, I realized that I would rather die betraying them than live knowing I had betrayed you. Yeah. That's such a good line. Um, and so she's like, okay, all right, you know, maybe we'll maybe see. we we'll can see. Yeah. we can try this a little bit. You know, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. As she so <laughs> casually says, she's like, I'm on a spaceship, but um, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, foreshadowing. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when Iko was like. Ew. Rose. <laughs> so I think that's when they have the alpha conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Anyway, and I ship them real hard. They're real cute. And they all are. And, like, I think Cin- I think at the end of that, Cinder finds out that Kai agrees to, had agreed to marry LaVonna. Yeah. Because it's, like, announced on all the news. Yes. Um, and the fights stop, or the attacks stop, I think. Yeah. And, uh, obviously that upsets her. And then... And Aiko. Yes, and Aiko. Um, is their goal next, then, to go to Africa to, to meet Dr. Erlang? Doctor? I think, well, that's what he had told her. They, they... From the beginning, he was like, come to Africa and find me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I think that is their current goal. Mm-hmm. Like, I've started Cress, and yeah. they pick her up somehow along the way. I don't really remember. Have you gotten that far yet? I mean, she's 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 talked to them. Yeah, like Thorn. But they're gonna go get her because that's yeah. like a pivotal moment. I don't think you would just forget that. Yeah, they're gonna go get her, okay. and I I just don't remember if she I don't, put out a distress single. She I maybe at the beginning of Crest, but yeah. I don't think that's how Scarlet ends. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I no. just know that they. I couldn't remember what their objective was at the end of Scarlet if it was to go see that doctor. I think no. that's what it was. Okay, that was their next goal mm-hmm. to figure out what to do because they gotta stop Kai from marrying Lavana. Yeah. 
So I, my memory from reading these books for the first time was like, oh, I like Cinder better than Scarlet. And like listening to them a second time, I'm like, I don't know if I still feel that way because like I really enjoyed the world building I and just, the expansion and the, the growing momentum of Scarlet. I feel like you can pick and choose your favorite couple oh, yeah, or your sure. favorite characters, but I don't feel like you can compare the books. No, they're very because different. Because it's such a building story yeah. that it's not... It's not like, well, I liked this book better no, because it's, it's all just, part it, of their the building same. blocks. Yeah, it's kind of like picking a favorite Game of Thrones book where it's like you're reading Game of Thrones to read Game the of story. Thrones. Like, yeah, the saga. You might have one book that you find more boring than the others, but like it's all part of the same thing, you know? I don't feel like Scarlet is the boring book that no. you think it is. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's very exciting. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed it this time around, and I you meet so many people that you're just gonna build your knowledge of them. Yes. you know, like you meet Thorn in this book, you meet Cress in this book. It's not their book. You don't but... meet Cress in that book. You meet Cress in Cinder. Oh yeah, you do technically meet her in Cinder. She's not in Scarlet at all. Oh really? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I guess it is just the end of. Cinder. I don't even think Doctor Erland is in Scarlet. I, he's not. No. Um. So um, yeah. And, like, you, you know, you don't lose anybody. Like, even Kai. You know, none of them are around Kai. They're not together, He's but... talking to the heads of every country. He's talking to his advisor. He's, he's having a stressful he's time. He's got the weight of the he's world aging. on his shoulders. <laughs> 17 going on 65. Exactly. <laughs> This is another uh, example of, I think, if they have a miniseries, they'll age them up. Or they could easily age them up. Yeah. Like, like they did in Six of Crows, you know. Shadow like They could all be in their 20s. Oh, easy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't really affect anything other than maybe, like, certain timelines. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, what's mentioned. Yeah. Not actual history timelines. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, technically... Uh, Cinder was only with her adoptive family for five years. There's no reason you couldn't just that. omit that part of the story yeah. and be like, well, yep, she's 22 and still lives with them. Yeah, like, there's exactly. no reason. She's, a she's also the youngest of the whole group. Yeah, exactly. Which isn't really relevant, but could still be playing into that if you really needed it to. Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, I do not want any type of movie TV series of this. <laughs> you heard they ruin it. <laughs> I they borderline ruined it for me with the uh, graphic novels. Oh sure. Well, just because I don't like the art. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's not what these people look like. Oh, You're that's wrong. Funny. No, the fan art is right. <laughs> this is trash. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it's funny. When... Do you have you cast anybody? Like, do you have a mental cast for these um, people? I don't know that I do. I've seen some, and I don't really like, agree I've with any of them. Fi- fan art, yeah. So, um, but I've seen fan castings. Oh, okay. And I don't really feel strongly about any of them. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I have. Um, I picture them how I picture them. Yeah, I guess. same. And I'm kind of like, leave it alone. Yeah. That's who they are. That's who they are. Yeah, because Thorne's definitely his own... He's not even Flynn Rider. Like, he's mm-hmm. his own person in my mind. Yeah. You know? Like... And even... Same with... Cress and... Yeah. 
Everybody. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't. Like, I, I picture them, like... How? Themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the general agreed upon, like, you know, hair coloring and, you know, yeah, race but it's still, and stuff. it's but... like they have their own faces and yeah. they're not any actors. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't really, I haven't really chosen anybody in my mind. And, I mean, I, th- I think that's pretty common for me reading books, which is strange, because I'm so used to fan casting my writing. Yeah. Um, but I don't usually do that when I read books. I don't usually picture characters. Interesting. And I do for these. Ooh. But it's not like, you know, oh, that's Florence Pugh. Yeah, yeah. Although Florence Pugh would be a pretty good Cress. So. Yeah, she could do it. She could do it. <laughs> um... I don't know. I picture Cress more like unhealthy looking than Florence. Fair. <laughs> That's fair. She is described as very tiny and, and very pale and yeah. living alone her whole life in a little space. That's thing. true. <laughs> but yeah, no, they they have their own faces for me. Yeah, me too. And like, I don't know. It's that's just a testament to good writing because yeah. yeah, you get some like oh standalone just fluffy books those are fun to read but yeah the characters don't usually stand out yeah. as like oh. a person to me either mm-hmm. you know it's oh that's jim he's tall and dark haired okay you sure. know like whatever yeah. but like um they all jim such... what romance novels are you reading <laughs> <laughs> one's written in the 80s i'm just jim. kidding <laughs> Ew. Uh, <I'm> sorry james <laughs> maybe um but like they're such unique characters and i highly recommend too if you like are more likely to read an audiobook the the narrator does a really good job with these books i really enjoyed listening to her everyone has their own voice that's nice the girls don't all sound the same the boys don't all sound the same like scarlet scarlet has the smallest hint of a french accent which i think you made that up no you just didn't hear a good part it's a small hint (laughs) how long have we been going here an hour and 17 minutes. Okay, then we got a little more time. <laughs> um, no, I kind of read this, the, started this series as like, a, oh, these will be fun mm-hmm. romance. <laughs> and like, they are. Like, yeah. I love every ship. Oh, yeah, me too. They're so good and so heartfelt and so pure and like everything that a romance should be mm-hmm. but that's just barely the tip of the iceberg like mm-hmm. i love the political thriller and can I, you believe it those are she not words star I wars. say she loves the star wars <laughs> um actually all the war happens on earth oh, okay <laughs> There are no spaceship battles in these books, okay? But there are spaceships. No aliens. There's one spaceship. Okay, calm down. We go to the moon. Yeah. It's not that crazy. (laughs) The moon's close. Oh, man. Um, Anyway, I just think it's a really fun world. Yeah. And the characters are all so good. And the relationships, this is what I want to get into, Mm -hmm. um, which we can talk about more after you've read the the next two. Um, But just with Kai and Cinder and Scarlet and Wolf, Wolf, um, 
I love the dynamics. I love the they're they're not super tropey. Yeah. But like tropes, if you will. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that like they have similarities, but they're not the same character. And that's so common, especially, I feel, in YA, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, well, we're both rebels or something. Yeah, yeah, no, And that's really not the case here. No. Um, I feel like they each have common ground, but they're their own characters. Definitely. They're they're very different, even. Especially Kai and Cinder. Yeah. And, like, I I really like Kai. He kind of reminds me of a character that I write a lot. But, like, I really like him. I like that he is... Mm -hmm frustrated and doesn't want to do certain things yeah. like he's going to do he's going to take the responsibility yeah. on he's he going to wants to do the can. right thing yeah you know especially for his people yeah and he wants to help them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like he's really selfless in that way yes. and like um just a good person and like Cinder's a good person too but like she's never had to worry about anything more than like her own survival and her family unit before so yes. this is all new for her <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like, Wolf and Scarlet, they're not the same at all. Nope. Like, they're both tough. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's about where the similarities stop. Yeah. Well, and as soon as you get into um, Cress, yeah. he's not so tough. <laughs> he's not. No. He's really not. He's probably the weakest out of all of them. <laughs> he's just a little wolf boy. <laughs> the relationship they all have with each other too like the friendships and stuff this is it's, that's how you know you have an a good ensemble cast of dreams okay yeah. they're so good together yeah and you get more into that later obviously and because like i like cress and wolf together i oh, think sure. they're great thorn and cinder the best mm-hmm. they might be my favorite dynamic they're but hilarious. Is Wolf and Cinder my favorite dynamic? Probably. Also pretty good. (laughs) I love them. Listen, okay, I love a strong female character with her male sidekick who's gonna, like, you know, kill anybody who gets in her way. So good. Oh, man. Well, and they they did that well with this this book, too. Like, we talk about that a lot because it's something that really annoys us. Is like, these aren't, like, strong feminist characters. Yeah. You know, no. like, you've got something to prove. They're just competent mm-hmm. and they're just going to do the right thing. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a moment where Cinder becomes the captain of that ship. No. It, she just is. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. she's, she's the princess. She's got stuff to do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, and that's where, like you said, I feel like you're right. Scarlet kind of does fit the mold best for the YA protagonist. I feared she would fit into that mold. But I feel like in revisiting it, it's more like, okay, no, she's she's kind of a nothing compared to everybody else. Like, she just has a background. She has a grandma. (laughs) Yeah. But she is very, very accepting. Yeah. And she's very, um... She's very loving. Yeah. Because that's where her toughness comes from, is because... I think that's what I was on guard about. I'm like, well, she's going to be this, like, super tough girl. And yeah. then also, like, fall in love with this guy for no reason. Like, the combination made my, like, YA well, hairs bristle. Well, and if you're not paying attention, that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. But, like, she is so written so earnestly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she's trying to find her grandma. She knows something's up. Yeah. You would know, you know? And she she's trying to find her grandma. And she's not going to let anybody get in her way. Yeah. I like, respect that. And, like... It's because she loves her. Mm. And the same is why she's so mad at her dad. 
And the same is why she, like, she is accepting of Wolf, even though he's weird, because she's a loving person. But then also, she gets really, really mad at him when she thinks he betrayed her, yep. you know? And so it's like, when you look at that, and, her, and that as her lens, is like, yeah. she's just kind of a loving person. That's what I'm going to say. She she's also loyal. forgives him. Yeah. And that's big. Yeah. And that's not her being some weak, simpering, weak little lovesick no. puppy. No, no. she's very strong. Yeah, and she's willing to go to bat for, like, probably partially because she felt like it's the responsibility given to her by her grandma. Yeah, but she just accepts them as like her crew right away too. Right, like, Scarlet's she's gonna fight. With them, yep. you know, she's gonna be loyal. She's well, she's gonna fly the Rampion. Yeah, exactly. They need a pilot. Exactly. So they're all great, and I don't, I don't feel like the boys have to take a back seat so that the girls can shine, or vice versa. Yeah, which that's for some reason hard to find sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> they're all great characters. Okay, Kai's the so king. Good. He's the emperor. <laughs> so good. Wolf's a super soldier. Like they're so all good. good. Thor's pain in the ass. I'm just <laughs> I do feel like he has the least redeeming qualities, but we'll get there. Still a gem. It's okay, he has. That's why he gets together with like this dungeon homeschool. Someone's gotta think he's cool. Probably true. Uh, oh man, a delight. I love it. They're great. They're great books. I'm already. How many chapters? 13 chapters into Cress. Oh, nice. It's just as exciting. Did they? Well, we'll get there. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. It is exciting. Like, like I said. End, Scarlet ends so excitingly. Yeah. That I just started Cress right away. I'm like, oh, God. Well, and that's the whole book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cress is just excitement. And yeah. there's, like, one part in the middle where I was like, we still doing this? And that was it. to get back to the rest of the cast. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then I, winter's the same way, so don't okay. slow down. I'm, like, not gonna, I'm not gonna quit again before the, the book. <laughs> the book certainly doesn't slow down, so. Oh man, I'm not gonna have that happen to me twice. Fair. <laughs> Made it this far. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But yeah, they're great. I highly recommend. Highly recommend. Two boys into girls. Yeah. I would be curious. I would like to... Like, like good Calvin Ryder. Yeah, something. I'd like to hear Guy's perspective, just see what they think. Yeah. Like, and he's not a good one, because he'll compare it to Star Wars, and he'll hate it. <laughs> I, somebody with a little bit more open mind. <laughs> well, like I said, it reminds me more of Firefly than of Star Wars. I think that's fair. But Especially is... with the crew on the Rampion, yeah. which, I don't know, the, the Rampion, I just picture, like, Serenity yeah. more so than the Millennium Falcon Definitely. or whatever. And, well, it's just, like, that ensemble cast vibes that you kind of start to grow and build yeah. out. Like, that. that's definitely more Firefly than Star Wars. Yeah, I think so. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. They're, it, they're just fun. They're just fun, good times. And, and the romance is so good. I think the boys would enjoy the romance just as much. I just feel like you couldn't, I, even, I guess, if you didn't want it, like, it's not the sole focus. No. So, like, you should be able to look past it. But it's so good mm -hmm. and heartfelt that yeah. I don't know how you couldn't enjoy it, at least. Yeah, no, I agree. I and, yeah, like they, like they said, the boys aren't just, like, 
pining over these girls for no reason, and that's the only purpose of them. I mean, it's not a Hallmark is. movie, you know? What? <laughs> a wolf <is. laughs> But she gave if, him tomatoes. If you don't you want... You know, the way to a man's heart is If you stomach. don't want pining, you're really going to hate Wolf in the rest of the series. <laughs> I feel like that one makes more sense, though. You know, it's probably the only time anyone's ever been nice to him. It's true. It's <laughs> true. Don't get me started. We can do a whole separate episode on Wolf, okay? I got opinions. I got stuff to say. Oh my gosh. Ugh, well, you better cap it off I'm because a- I'm never gonna <laughs> stop. Join us next time. We will do a podcast about Cinder and Cinder Crescent Winter. <laughs> Just combine those two into Cinder. Um, and Ashley loves his book. Obviously, we named the cat. She named the cats after. Them. <laughs> I did name my cats after them. Thorn and Cinder, brother, brother and sister, pick on each other all the time. Yep. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see y'all next time. Bye.